What is going on, people? My name is KP. I am with my partner, Sobs, today. Welcome to Hear Me Out, though, the podcast on which we would really just like you to hear us out. What's up, Sobs? What's up? How you feeling? How you living? I'm good. Okay, so I feel like for the past two weeks, we've been talking about triggers, traumas, and things of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. Very much getting into relationships, the different types of relationships we have with our romantic partners, with our families, parents, etc. And, you know, we've been very much advocating for, you know, you need to be a reflective person, you need to be accountable, you need to be, you know, just aware of yourself and whatever it is that you are doing to contribute to the state of your relationships take ownership of what's yours fix it if need be etc right yeah be a reflective accountable adult mature emotionally stable person and aware and aware right and in this past week as i said I, i really love to talk about things that we are having in our ongoing conversation anyway yeah and in this past week we just came to talking about those relationships that we have in our lives usually with family members that are difficult and when you are confronted with those relationships within your family that are difficult, sometimes you just have to do what it takes in that moment for you to come out unscathed with you to come out without having your energy be compromised by that other person or by whatever the encounter is going to be. Right. And so we were having this conversation this week about, you know, sometimes we have to come to the understanding that some relationships that are going to be in our lives for the rest of our lives are incredibly difficult relationships. Yeah. And then learn how to navigate in a way that preserves you. Yeah, I think as far as relationships that we do not have a choice but to be in that are dysfunctional, Mm. I think there comes a time where we have to ourselves develop mechanisms that can help us cope in those encounters with the circumstances that may transpire in those relationships Mm. that are the same. Mm. that are patterns that reflect on the next person and you like your space your space yeah it's like those encounters are a reflection of where that person is Mm. and when where you are and the differences in personality or the extreme similarities that make you not be in the same space as far as gelling frequency frequency exactly so i think those kinds of relationships it's usually with siblings and parents that or cousins or malume but i feel like malume it depends also like some families are very close man you have people that like their cousins are like their siblings basically next of kin situations sure. so i realized that with those relationships they're the most difficult to kind of move in because sometimes you'd be the person that wants to put in the effort to fix the relationship mm. 
but the other person is not necessarily even trying to be in that situation where they build the relationship between you and them mm. where you get to a point whereby you start reflecting on yourself you're like okay what is my contribution to the relationship what am i doing that's contributing to the relationship mm. and you take a step back to go figure it out you're like okay maybe i go like this is maybe i'm overstepping my boundaries when i do one two three four and five especially if that person comes to you with those same issues right mm -hmm. find that you yourself are contributing so much to like a situation in a relationship where you have to start taking accountability. Like I remember I used to take my dad's stuff without telling him. So he's the type of person who is very aware of his space. So he can tell when something is missing and he can tell when something has been used. So I used to do that a lot without asking him and he would be aware of it. And you come back and say, dude, but I keep telling you, stop taking my stuff without asking. And this is something that I used to do from even when I was in high school. So that thing continued for some time until I realized I have to work on it. Absolutely. So then I work on it. In those situations where certain things that happen in the relationship that have been triggering to you or hurtful to you, when they keep happening, because now you don't have a choice over that person's actions and behavior. The only thing that you can do, honestly, is to find ways to cope with the behavior, is to cope with the relationship. You have mm. to deal with the decay. Mm. It's, oh, it's starting to smell like there's a carcass in the room and that's the relationship just dying go. away. Okay. okay. So when you start, so also you yeah. being yourself, you feel like I really don't like the nature of this relationship and I really want to try. Yeah. And you keep trying and trying means you're opening yourself up you're being vulnerable to a situation that you don't know what, what might happen. It could go left field very quickly and the probability of it happening is so high. That's the thing. You do know what is most probably, well, probably going, going to happen. happen. Exactly. going to be something going left and you being, being hurt. hurt. Yeah. So I think with those kinds of relationships, as we were talking this week, where there was things that are happening that have been happening for the past many, many years. Mm. And you're like, I don't think I'm in the space to be expanding myself to try to cure something that looks a bit incurable right now mm. as it would require so much energy. Mm. Rather, I feel like now it's time for me to preserve my energy for the things that I want to do. Mm. Spend that energy building myself, spend mm. that energy cultivating things for myself instead of going out Mm. To go talk to a wall. To go waste it. To go waste that energy. Yeah. And you're going to most probably come out with what? With pain. Of course. All over your face. You're just going to be hurt. And, and for me, that, that thing is kind of the core of this whole topic for me is preserving your energy, right? And I think that's what really I want this conversation to be about. And if anyone can take anything away from it, it's learning how to preserve your energy yeah, right yeah. and i think it's important for us to share our understanding of what energy is how you can go about recognizing when your energy is in danger you know what i mean yeah. what you can do to bring yourself out of that situation and what you can do moving forward to protect yourself navigating yeah. in difficult situations relationships scenarios in life how you can protect yourself and your energy so that you don't you know end up dipping and crashing into like anxiety or depression yeah. or any negative cycles because yeah. You are not taking the best care of yourself in this oncoming era, decade, you name it from now until forever. We're all about being selfish. If you are not okay, you cannot be okay for the next person or the next relationship or the next situation. So 
definitely be selfish and preserve yourself as much as possible before you try to save the I think world. also you should expand on you know like people that are overly caring there's types of people right yeah there's there's people that care for other people more than they care for themselves mm. and that is just the way they are people that put other people before themselves even when it hurts they still go and put themselves on the line for other people. They still compromise themselves to make other people okay, even if it's not okay with them necessarily. Yeah. There's those type of people. And almost being selfish is a foreign concept to their spirits. Mm. And it feels like it's acting out of character, behaving out of character, mm. and being out of alignment of how your spirit is actually supposed to function, mm. which is this bottomless... Mm. Well, well of love, mm. long suffering, mm. patience. Mm. Even when you're not okay, mm. you have to be okay with the situation. I think even going back a little bit to what you just said about like, what is it to protect yourself? Mm. You know, how do you protect yourself? What is that energy mm. that you need to preserve? How do you preserve that energy? How do you read cues? Mm. How do you read cues? How do you read a situation like super strong observational intuitive capacity that mm. you need to use for all your situations that goes back to awareness? Mm. And that starts with you. It always has to start with you. You yeah. need to be aware of yourself. You know, some people really yeah. don't know how to protect themselves. Yeah. Like you will keep putting yourself in the same situation, coming up with the same results, with the same person or same people. And that thing, because by universal law, your spirit and your mental radiations are still the same as far as your perception of self and perception of the world and other people. Situation, yeah. Universally, that is tied to be truth. Mm. The moment you transcend that concept and principle and philosophy and evolve in that you know, kind of state of mind, everything else will start changing. Mm. Learning how to speak. I had a problem with that. Yeah. You know, you remember like at the it was beginning in the beginning, even in the, the yeah. beginning of our relationship, it was yeah. very difficult for me to say, this is hurtful. Sure. I would bottle that in and it would come out in a very passive aggressive way where you're like, what is this? Then I'll do something to hurt you in return unconsciously because I've sure. been suppressing something for three months sure. that I didn't know how to talk about in that moment that it happened. You know, so some people really walk around with those things where it's very difficult to speak about it's very just generally it's difficult to speak when you're hurt yeah so even on top of that it goes back to what we're saying now like with those relationships some of them you don't necessarily have to be even trying to talk man with regards to energy i, I think let's start at energy okay we all need to understand what energy is and how it applies to our lives right what actually affects you because yeah. everybody goes through positive and negative things throughout the day but there yeah. are things that affect us and that cause a shift in our energy or cause for our vibration to to Flash change rate, yeah. either for the positive or the negative so yeah. it's really important to know what those those experiences yeah. are stimuli what's come on now yeah. what stimulates you in whatever direction either to give you more positive energy or to take energy away from you yeah now you know what i just thought about yeah energy vampires yes sometimes people don't know that they have encountered a vampire and they exactly. just feel drained when they get home but they don't know what it was they just feel like today i'm not okay i was fine when i was at work or some people 
go to work and the environment at the workplace mm. is not okay because there's people that go to work with with not necessarily the best so the the energy in the space is not okay so i guess this is more examples of energy and how you can identify it sometimes right. you know like every time i get to work i'm not okay because I, also there's people that are i guess is empathic Mm-hmm. There's people that are super sensitive to energy where you feel like even when they're sitting next to someone that's not okay, they then become they sensitive. They go, they okay catch on to that vibration of that yeah. person. In Sisoto, I call it nyanyelezo. Mm-hmm. In English, being empathic and yeah. being super sensitive. Yeah. So, Sisoto, if you're wondering what an empath is, I like the many different ways that we are describing it because we don't all experience it on the same level or we don't all think about it in the same ways. And so the many different ways that we can say it and kind of express experiences, then I feel like you're bound to connect with more people that have definitely different experiences of what it is. And so for me, energy is most affected by other people in my experience. You can be on whatever frequency you are on internally, right? If you meet a person and that person pours positivity into you, it's going to do something to kind of move that internal space or gauge or level of vibrance. If you meet a person that does the opposite and takes away from you, then you're going to vibrate a little bit lower than what you were you end up feeling worse they're just those people that when you see them it's like oh my god your day is already gone like you're already done with the day and the way that they treat you and how they interact with you dictates that right the philistine prophecy is a crazy book because it just puts into perspective so succinctly a lot of different dynamics that play out in human interactions and it explains them in a way that's so easy to grasp but you react to people most highly possibly second is your environment the general environment but the environment is also informed by the people in it you get what i'm saying and so people are the are the a person is, is the stimulus that can move your vibrance. Do you get what I'm saying? And so once you understand that, then you approach all your relationships differently. You know how different people make you feel. Believe that. If a person makes you feel negative, that person is taking away from you. You can probably do with less interactions with that person. If a person, they're just those people that you love to see, you're excited to see, if you love their just something about them they do something for your vibrance and your resonance and you maybe need to spend more time with those kinds of people right okay so all of this to say right in the past week we've been talking about just some very challenging relationships in our family dynamics as individuals right and what we came to when we eventually came up with this topic of closure was the understanding that sometimes, and as much as we are people who want to be doing the internal work, reflecting, resolving things, talking things out, being the bigger person, etc., with some relationships, 
there just is no resolution. You're just never going to get resolution because you and the other person are on entirely different wavelengths. You might be after resolution. The other person might not be interested at all or might not even be aware that what they're doing is problematic and even have the capacity to be accountable and to reflect enough to take their part of the responsibility of what's wrong with their relationship. Do you get what I'm saying? And so in situations like that, where you just cannot meet, where you do not have an understanding with the next person, where your goals and your objectives do not align, are not in the same place, then you need to understand that there is no resolution there. You want to do the maximum stepping away from that person, from that situation, whatever the thing is, because you are not going to win. You, you, you speak two completely different languages and you're hoping to come up with like a very complex solution to something. Like it's just not going to happen. Preserve yourself. Don't set yourself up to be hurt by that person. You need to learn as much as or you can. Or that situation. Or that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to learn as much as you can about what are the cues that I need to look out for in the situation, in the person, in my internal space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because with some people, they set you off. Yeah. Like something that relative X does. She just has a way or he just has a way of pushing a particular button and I'm off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm off. Yeah. I'm not polite anymore. I don't care. You I'm act just, you act out I'm of character. Out of character. Yeah. I will call you out of your name. And some people will trap you, know you I mean? to and, make and, you look and, crazy. And that's what people do. Sometimes yeah. these people are so crazy out yeah. here. They want to make you lose credibility. They'll do all the things that it will take to get you to that place where you unravel. Yeah, yeah. So you have to now claim ownership of yourself and that situation with that person every time you have to dictate the energy you need to know what your buttons are you need to know what's going to send you off yeah and when to engage when not to engage yeah yeah yeah. it's not worth it yeah yeah. it's not worth it because there's nothing worse than someone forcing you out of your character and then later you're like ah that trip was not what i planned for how did you how did you get me to be there yeah how did you turn me into that person yeah without any control there are just some people that do that so point is sometimes there is no resolution and what you have to do is adapt to the situation as best you can which could be the resolution which there could is a, be the resolution yeah, for you. For you, yeah. The situation yeah. and the relationship might remain unresolved or might remain difficult, challenging, stressful, whatever. But for you internally, you will have closure. Yeah. So the point is sometimes closure doesn't come from both of you being okay. Sometimes closure is just you being okay. You adapting to the situation and understanding it and taking it for what it is, regardless of how much you desire to see that relationship thrive, especially if there's been glimpses of how nice it could be if those relationships Mm. were there. Mm. Um, Like, man, Mm. that's absolutely true. That's like, there's there's a meme I like, like, I'm very lucky to bump into memes that always kind of you know, add into whatever it is that we we end up talking about. Yeah. This one said, 
African parents will really be mad at you for trades you got from them. What's wrong, twin? <laughs> I thought that was so hilarious. So there's like struggles with our parents sometimes. Listen, and this is, this is I, I, I kind of thought about how I'm going to say this right now as you were talking mm. to make sure that it doesn't sound preachy to whoever. I don't want to sound like T.D. Jakes or Creflo Dollar. But listen. Almost every one of us, this is not rocket science, struggles with someone in the family. Of course. Struggles with some relationship in the family. We all go through the same thing. The human experience is very, very similar. Mm. But it all happens in different levels, circumstances, circumstances sure. also in accordance to our different character traits. And cultures. And cultures. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We can also speak to friendships, right? I'm sure a lot of us at this point in life Let's have wait before the friendships. Yeah. But the point I'm making with friendships is that if a person who is your friend crosses you or the threshold is reached where you can no longer, you know, be of one accord, you can just, like, cut that cut person out. Out, yeah. out of your life yeah. and, and keep it pushing. But with family, you don't necessarily have the option all the time to cut that person out, particularly yeah. with family that is very, very close-knit yeah. yeah. or someone who is in very close proximity yeah. to yeah. very intimate family members yeah. to you. You know what I mean? So family they're just people also at the end of the day that's the other thing they're just people it doesn't matter that you share the same blood you're gonna have the same kind of relationship problems problems yeah. challenges etc with them because you're a person as well so it's long yeah it's long but to cut it short you need to be able to recognize those relationships recognize when those scenarios happen that put you in a compromised position yes. recognize when someone has reached their limit and is about to go off and be able to distance yourself from that situation before yeah. it gets there by so doing protecting your, your energy. energy because if you go into it with certain people you're about you to no lose choice. a lot. You are about to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to lose. You're going to come out of there feeling dumb that you even engage with something that you knew no, the outcome to yeah. before you even entered it. So with those things, just distance yourself as much as humanly possible. My other thing with these very difficult relationships is I am not opposed to saying, listen, when I get my life together and my life looks exactly how I want it to look, I don't care what the relation is. I don't care if it's a parent, if it's a sibling, if it's a cousin, if it's a whoever. If mm -hmm. this person, and I think this is now where we need to make clear distinctions. Oh, yeah, yeah. At what point is a relationship unsalvageable? Mm -hmm. At what point is it that... There is no resolution. I need to cut this person out of my life. Because to be fair, we do argue with people in our families or we do have challenges in all of these different relationships. But some of the times, the situations are super toxic. The situations are dangerous to their sanity, their lives, their livelihoods, their other relationships. Sometimes it's toxic. Sometimes it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah life-threatening so at what point do we then start to say 
this is the line. How far it, can you take it with you your protection exactly. of self? How exactly. how far can you go to protect yourself? Yeah. Yeah. At what point should you call it and be like, you know what? Dad is late. Or brother i'm out like yeah. you will never yeah. see me again in life i'll see you at well it's a bit extreme but you know some sometimes those, it has some, to be sometime, i think it gets there yeah listen in, in my practice i encounter situations like that all the time and you know what the effect of that because our ancestors are constantly watching some of the things that i encounter you find that it says go back home and fix that thing yes Mm. go back home after many years this man has grown is successful and then when he gets there because things are looking a bit wonky because of what that, like whatever it is whether it's bad spirits or it's just life is starting to be very difficult and weird even though i have all the things i need but i'm not okay mm. and then the ancestors come to is like go back home we haven't seen you in a while mm. On our grounds. We haven't seen you in a minute. We need to see you. So black people or in Sesotho, we have this thing of mm. where you go home to get your blessings by just being on the grounds where your ancestors lived, mm. where your parents grew up in our context as Basoto. Mm. Go to Tabateka, go to Liribe, go to Mohotong and touch base. Go mm. to the graveyard, have a chat, and go back. Go for, those believe, for, for those who yeah. believe, for those who believe, for those who believe, and uh, we soil. definitely respect people yeah. that believe otherwise. You yeah. understand? Yeah. So, this is why I'm saying, hey, let's wait on the going to the extreme end of like, I'm cutting this person off like this, like that. Sure. Even though we could, and I, I don't want us to speak from the position of being overly emotional, but <laughs> uh, what I think needs to happen, and what I was trying to say is. What we're trying to say is to at least show the variables of situations and circumstances and how people could be perceiving those relationships and the different ways that you can survive and cope in those relationships that sometimes you are forced to be in. That's why when you were talking about friendships, I was like, let's wait with the friendships. We're yet to get like the whole friendship one is another, it's, it's like a whole bag of of its own right mm. with family you have to develop coping mechanisms that help you protect yourself against disappointment against being hurt by a situation that has been a pattern mm. in your relationships either with your father either with your mother either with your brother or whoever is in your family the moment you start learning how to cope with it and making peace with it, you have to find ways to cope. And whatever situation that you're in, it's always about finding different ways to cope. Even in certain situations that you could try to fight for, that you think a relationship is salvageable. You could be like, and sometimes people feel like they're not doing enough for the relationship and you find that you're overexerting yourself for the relationship. I remember with you, when we were having a conversation about whatever had triggered you during the week, I said to you, based on our previous conversation, when we had a conversation about this particular thing that we're talking about now, you said, the next time this thing happens, you're going to behave this way and deal with it this way so that it doesn't get to you this much. 
And I'm, I and I looked at you and I, and I told you, I was like, but you're not doing that thing that you said you promised yourself you're going to do next time so that you don't get this triggered anytime this thing happens because it's expected. And then you, I was like, you need to do that thing that you said you were going to do. That's when you came up with the thing like, actually, instead of really going back to engage a situation that I know the result of, or at least the probability of the result of, I need to find ways to distance myself entirely from that situation because there's still a room or a window open that is like super hopeful that the relationship could be the way you see it. This is the concept of of salvageability or it being repairable. It's not necessarily that there should be people that are cut off like limbs uh, when people are from Nam. Oh my God. (laughs) It's about like, how to function uh, it's okay to function out of tolerance yeah. in situations that you cannot change or avoid yeah especially with family yeah it doesn't mean now you can't have dialogue with these people it's not that you can't have conversation with these people yeah the conversation could be there but you're preparing yourself for those days when you know for a fact you're going to get heavily triggered and someone is going to do something extremely stupid that's going <laughs> to catch you off guard don't ever be caught off guard with your energy Mm. That doesn't mean not you're not going to be vulnerable and open. Mm. There's certain people that you could be super vulnerable and also on guard with. It's possible. Mm. And there's some people that you just I struggle with that one. It, it's very hard. It's either yeah. you're closed, you're closed, or you're open, or you're open. Yeah. I know that's that, that's what that's you me. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're one thing or the other. And I'm that's... extremely extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an extreme person. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do middle ground easily. This is something that. Also, other people are, like, you understand? That's yeah. where you need to find ways to walk in the middle. Yeah. We have to tolerate each other. We have to find ways to tolerate other people and function out of that level of tolerance whilst protecting yourself. Simple as that. That's that's me. I hear you, and I'm with you. Another very interesting thing that came up in our conversation over the week was the whole issue of suppression and you alluded to it lightly, but I want to go into it. When we have these challenging relationships, even just talking about the relationship will trigger you. <laughs> Let's start there. It will work you, right? Even talking about the relationship uh, is about to send you on uh, a tangent, bro. Listen, it will send you. It will send you. <laughs> That goes to what we were speaking on in the conversation this week of if you are not addressing the person with whom you have a problem or you're not addressing the situation that you have a problem with Mm -hmm. and it's unresolved, it's still a form of suppression Suppression. of that issue. And so... It will trigger you because you're not dealing with it. It will trigger you because there is no progress. It is halted at a particular stage, which is the point where you and the next person cannot have a productive enough conversation to get over whatever the discomfort is and get to a point of understanding and resolution. So it will stay triggering you. Facts. Sometimes, again, going back to the point of sometimes there is no resolution. Or closure. Or closure. Sometimes it literally is that situation where you are going to be triggered regardless when that particular person or that relationship comes Comes up. up. You're going to be triggered. 
But again, like I said in the week and that you mentioned, it's about letting it go. You know, I had to, I had to figure out that me still wanting to, you know, say something or me also wanting to share the experience is in a way me still giving into the situation, me still pouring my energy into the situation, me still being invested in the situation. And I cannot be, I have too many things that I have to worry about, about my own life, getting my whole self together and chasing after my ambitions, my dreams, my goals, my targets, my everything to be giving it away for free, for free to the next person who not only doesn't appreciate me or appreciate the effort, but who actually literally does not care. Yeah. Who literally is not moved in the same way that I'm moved. Yeah. Why am I exerting all of this energy on this situation? I'm going to reclaim my energy yeah, yeah. and pour my energy into things that actually build me and, and get people me. that are going to give it and back tenfold. You, un- you understand things that are going to build me things that are going to progress me and grow me with that said right mm. we also had a very important part of the conversation where we speak about the fact that in as much as preserve your energy when and this is for me personally when someone comes at me and I'm here minding my business. I'm here not engaging, giving minimum energy to the situation or to the person, regardless of what it is. I'm minding my business. If you come into my space on some intolerable energy, I might clap back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I might clap back and yeah. I might give you what you're looking what for. What you're looking for, Because yeah. I'm not even trying to be disruptive to you. I'm not even trying to bother you. I'm, I'm trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah. If you approach me and you come into my space, I am very much so an advocate for sharing the burden with that next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you've exposed yourself to me, then you are giving me the opportunity to give you what you deserve. To give you your share of the reflection of who you are, which is these are your parts. Take your parts and go. Because what we often end up doing as the people who bear the brunt of the discomfort in situations is that you are carrying a double load. Because that person doesn't even know. You're carrying your own load, which is what you contributed to the situation being the way that it is. Your faults, your flaws, where you, you know, misunderstood or whatever. You're carrying all of that, plus you're carrying that other person's load. You're making excuses for that person. You're trying to, you know, visualize, like, how could we have gotten to this place? You know what I mean? You're carrying double the load. When that person gives you the opportunity, unload onto them their whole thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. You cannot afford to break your back, your spiritual back, your emotional back, trying to bear the brunt of situations that happen with other people. Yeah. You're only 50% of that situation. Yes. So grab your nice little 50 and fall back. And this is how it manifests out. And this, I like the way you went and said 50-50 because if you think, like if you said something like 80-20, it would kind of go against the principles that we have where is take your, take, 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 take your, your share, share take your share, take your portion, take your portion, take your portion even and if, go. Even if you're the biggest victim in that situation, just take it. It's fine. This is, this is, let me, let me just do, let's, this is do a scenario. 
I come in into your space. And this is what we mean by give people their shares, right? Mm. I come into your space with the same energy that has given you, that I've given you my 50% with. Yeah. Wow, 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 I do that energy. Triggering me. Triggering you. Yeah. With the things that I've been hating for the past couple of years, whatever the Which is my 50%, the person who's the perpetrator, supposedly, right? Right. What we mean by give that person their share, this is where you take the opportunity to say, oh, by the way, you see this energy that you're doing? You see this thing that you're doing right now? I've been observing this thing for such a time. Yeah. And to be honest with you, listen. No one likes it. Nobody likes it. Everybody hates it. Everybody (laughs) hates it. Sit back with these chats and walk away. (laughs) Never come at me with this energy ever again. In your life. In your life. (laughs) That's what we mean by people that you've been carrying the load with for a long time. Let them know. Let them know. Exactly what you think of them. Exactly. But Let them know it, exactly. And it doesn't mean going off. It's going off and it becomes confrontational. Yeah. It's like, you're ready to have a conversation. Okay, let me tell you something. This thing that you're doing, it's whack. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. This thing that you're doing is trash. Yeah. You think you're smart. You think everybody knows you in your village. You need to sit back with that energy. I'm not everyone. I am a grown, young adult that is very much capacitated to be aware of your behavior and what it represents. And know that you're aware of it as well. I know that you're aware of this as well, Mm. but I see you walking on the I am your father narrative and you're the son narrative. You're walking on I'm the younger sister and therefore, I can get away with one, two, three, four, and five narrative. Mm. You're, and you're walking on the, I'm the older brother narrative, and mm. I can get away with one, two, three, four, and five. Sure. You understand? Yeah. This is where the different aspects of the different personalities start coming into play. Aloof, poor me. Interrogator. Interrogator. Intimidator. With family, you're bound to them. Some relationships will not function the way you see them and sometimes it's okay to not be the person that's continually exerting themselves be aware of yourself for you to be able to be aware of your environment see things before they happen be aware that oh usually when this energy is coming from this person this means that we're probably going to that place that i don't like this means i need to pull away for a second until that energy has gone maybe sometimes even just Function out of the understanding that I'm tolerating this person and this person is tolerating me and that is okay. With your family, sometimes it's just like we can be in the same space and it's okay. But if I leave this house now and we're no longer in the same situation, nothing will bind me to do things that we never did when I was by by your side or in your space, which is call you every day and tell you what's going on in my life because that's never been our relationship. And sometimes that's where it goes. I mean, I think the most important thing is is exactly what you're saying. If we have to tolerate each other, i.e. we are in the same space and we have to make it do what it do, then let's. It's fine. I'm not opposed to being civil with people. It's very difficult not to be civil with people. I don't have a problem tolerating each other, but there are certainly places that get and things that are intolerable. And at that time, it's going to pop off. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is because 
we're done with letting people talk to us crazy without saying anything in return. Fact. I think the most important thing is is learning how to communicate. Sometimes it's I have a huge problem with confrontation. A huge problem. Like I don't like those vibes. They're not my vibes. They're mm. not my favorite. And so I found it very difficult over the years to be able to articulate and say to someone's face I don't like this or I like this or not. I like it, but if it's a negative thing, like I don't like this or this and this has hurt me, etc. But it's not about even the aggression for someone, for you to give someone their things is just for you to communicate it. However you can communicate yeah. it in whatever way works best for you and is easiest for you. You know what I mean? Because another thing that we speak about a lot is doing justice to yourself. In these relationships that are difficult and challenging, as we spoke about, sometimes you get um, triggered and act out of character. That's taxing for you, right? That's something that's disappointing to yourself. You've, ha you've done yourself an injustice in mm -hmm. that moment mm -hmm. by allowing yourself to, to, fall, into uh, to, to fall into that trap mm. for you to lose your emotional composure mm. and for mm. you to come down a couple of vibrations and, mm. and be acting out of a place that is the frequency really, of that person. They invited you and you took in. So the, you yeah. took in the bait and allowed yourself to be moved. You've mm. done yourself an injustice. Yeah. And so when we are encountering these people that we have difficult relationships or people in general, you need to be able to communicate or know how to communicate enough to do yourself justice yeah. in a moment. Don't just let people walk all over you. And the thing is, you know, sometimes it's off guard, like with whatever was my trigger in the middle of the week, it was really unprovoked off guard. Like I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And you know, Even though the results of it are expected, or at least the person it came from, there's nothing more than what you got that you should be expecting ever from that person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lowest of the low, the pits. Absolutely. Yeah. But it caught me off guard, and I just decided in that moment, you know what? Let me let me fall back on this one. I will be doing myself an injustice, injustice. because I am opening myself up to a person who is looking for a particular reaction out of me yeah. or out of everyone in general that is going to most likely lead to a confrontation that is going to cause me to come out of my character and vibrate at a frequency that is not conducive to my life and what i'm trying to do right now and yeah. so do yourself justice if it's somebody coming at you self-defense you know what I mean? Emotional self-defense and don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Go, go as low as you are. Yeah. Go as low as is necessary in that moment to call that energy into order in a way that is going to do you justice. Yeah. And it's not about being a talkative person or not a talkative person. Don't ever let somebody put their energy on you with, because that's also you consenting. Yeah. Okay, let, let's let's also let go of some of these labels. Oh, you must be humble. Oh, you must be, be respectful. The... Uh -uh, oh, no, no, you no. must be meek. No, 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 no. Oh, you must be silent. Uh, Obedient. Uh -uh. All of those things, guys. You know what the one the... are earned, in my opinion. You know which one is the bigger one. You know which one is the biggest one. Be the bigger person. <laughs> no. 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 What does that even mean? No. Be no. the bigger person is 
mostly this is like my thing with concepts or things that are loosely used that are really misinterpreted and used in the wrong way yeah so my thing about those things is that they are earned right and it's not necessarily owed to anyone you don't owe anyone being respectful especially if that person doesn't show you the same level of consideration so where you've noticed that you know the the gloves that you are being handled with are kind of off, then you have every right to preserve yourself by doing the exact thing that that person does to you with the exact same severity. And my, my issue with, with people who, who take advantage in that way, older people, right? They know exactly what they're doing because when you start to give it back to them, they react immediately. They react immediately to certain tones that are disrespectful or are in the in the form of projection or anything like that, you will see their responses and, and they're not necessarily favorable reactions, which lets you know that on some level, this person is aware of what they're doing. This person knows very well what they're doing. And my thing about old people is old people sometimes are nasty on purpose. They can be very, very nasty and very, very petty. And so when the situation calls for it, you are allowed to, to respond in whatever way that is going to do justice to yourself and that's going to preserve your energy. Leave that nasty energy on the person who's tried to put it on you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think the same concepts apply with friendships. The only thing with friendships is that you don't, you're not supposed to. People can get cut off immediately. And sometimes, really, for me, I realize, for me, in terms of closure, in terms of relationships with people that are not my family, that I think are considered family, given that sometimes friends could be as close or closer to you than family. When you lose those relationships where there's, like, been overstepping of boundaries, you're very much in your right to cut those people off. Um, in terms of closure, I realized that I had to give myself the closure. And what was weird is that the moment I was really over whatever situations that I had been going through, those very same people, some of the people that I felt like in those moments where I was carrying the 50% for, started coming back and wanting to have conversations about what happened. And I guess that was a form of closure, but I didn't need it by then. You know what I mean? Because mm. I had gone through that whole thing alone mm. and I had done that whole thing alone. And, you know, sometimes just that's, that's just the way it is. With I think I realized, like I had said before, initially, just before this, I realized that even the conversation about friendships is not going to be that long because we've dissected that part of family so much. Because really the, the only difference is that people can get cut off simple here you can cut off someone like a limb from vietnam after you come up from the vietnam war you can you can cut off someone like a limb it doesn't matter how close you were with that person or to that person it doesn't matter how much you consider them family those people can easily cut get cut off if they overstep their boundaries and they act out of you know the the, the parameters of that relationship you're very much in your right to cut those people off that's that's just, just me I agree. I think friendships are easy because I don't necessarily, I'm not bound to a friend the way that I'm bound to family. But also I think it would be beneficial to maybe go down 
the path of how do you determine when a relationship is irreparable, right? How do you actually make the decision to cut a person off, whether it's a friend or it's someone in your family? First of all, a relationship, let's understand, is is an understanding between you and the next person. And you understand each other in terms of the rules of engagement, in terms of interests are aligned or similar, and et cetera, et cetera, many different ways that you connect with that person. Uh, Similarly, there are the negative aspects of any relationship and encounter with a person, right? There are things that you maybe won't like necessarily about the next person. There are things that are deal breakers and there are some things that are pet peeves. You know, there's a a variance of things that are negative stimuli in relationships, right? And so for me, when you are in any kind of relationship, but in a friendship in this instance, you should be able to point out to your friend things that make you uncomfortable or things that you don't like and vice versa about the relationship or about them. You know, we're friends. We should be able to help each other grow in whatever ways, you know, and if there's something that I'm doing that I'm not aware of that is maybe toxic or that's not conducive or not productive or is offensive, then you should let me know as my friend. And so for me, I find relationships are irreparable or irreparable at the point where you've had conversations or you've tried to make the other party aware of what it is that you do not like or that is offensive to you and not having that other person reciprocate or receive that message. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so at that point, after I've made you aware of something that is obviously a deal breaker or significant enough for me to to feel like I can't ignore, if I've brought this to your attention either once or several times or I've brought a, multi- a multitude or multiple different things that I don't like and I, seeing you, and I see you not address those issues or try to fix them or try to listen to my opinion about any or what, you know what I'm saying? If that happens, then I feel as though you don't rate me. Like, you're not a person who can listen to me. You, you're you not a person that necessarily benefits from me in your life because you're not even willing to take on board what I'm saying, trying to move and propel our, our relationship forward. And so at that point, it's a wrap for me, like, I'm not going to continue to pour energy into someone who's either not receiving it or doesn't want it or doesn't care about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, I think for me, it's very simple. My deal breakers is when the principles don't match. Simple as that. Once our principles and moral campuses don't function at the same frequency and vibration, I don't find it anymore like... There's nothing that I find valuable about that relationship any longer moving forward. Especially sometimes there's one thing that can break off a relationship and sometimes it could be a series of things. And sometimes just one incident mm. that can break off a relationship. And some people grow apart. Like, can we understand that? Like, that thing is very important. I consider, like, some of the people that I was close with that I'm not with, close with anymore, man. That was just God. That was just God, honestly. That was just God and my ancestors. As simple as that. Removing people or 
people that could have easily become obstacles to my to my progression and some of the things that I was supposed to get. The things that I'm thinking of doing right now and the, the process that I've been through and where I am today, I appreciate so much and I probably wouldn't know the things that I know and have the things that I have as far as my as an artist and the things that that I have in my particular context, I probably wouldn't have those things if I was still in those past relationships. I would have still been pouring everything that I have into the wrong people, people that don't. And I don't know. I don't know what it is, but clearly those people were not supposed to be part of this place that I'm at right now. And understanding it is very, very difficult. It took me a very long time to understand that because I was still hopeful that those relationships could be repaired. I was still hopeful that those relationships could be worked on. I was still hopeful that maybe even if they're not fixed, we can have conversation, but I don't even want to have those conversations anymore. Like I'm at a place where I just feel like maybe that relationship never even happened and that's okay <laughs> because because of the way things are now. But now when we encounter each other, let's, let's not do that long thing of pretending. I hate pretending. I think for me, you know, we... It's very easy now at the point that you are in your life to say maybe those relationships didn't happen because of maybe the way that they ended up fizzling out and also you understanding at this point that you're older and, you know, sometimes distance happens in relationships and it's it's natural. There's nothing out of the ordinary about that. But we need to be comfortable in the understanding that some relationships just end. And they just slowly fade away and you're not necessarily that close with that person. And even the ones that end badly, all of the relationships that you've had and the experiences that you've shared with different people have made you who you are now. And so for me, even when relationships end or friendships, we can no longer walk the same path together. I don't necessarily want bad blood there because I owe a portion of myself or of who I am right now to that person and my experiences and my encounters with that person. And so I always want to kind of honor that, you know, honor that part of the relationship that was good and whatever, whatever. But not all relationships are supposed to go in all phases and stages of your life. Some of these relationships are there literally just to teach you certain things and get you past certain stages and modules of life and you have to be ready to let them go. And so for me, you know, with with all those people that we've ever been close to, I have appreciation for that and I honor... Very, very much. I honor, you know, that relationship at that time and its significance to me right now. But... Right now, I don't need any of those old relationships. They were meant to naturally come out of my life and the, and the circumstance doesn't matter or how it happened doesn't matter anymore because you realize, like we said a couple of episodes ago, some of these things are curated events. You know what I'm saying? The universe curated it. God curated it. Your ancestors curated it for it to happen in a specific way that was going to affect you enough to get you out of that stage and that phase and move you on to the next one. Transitions and growth oftentimes are uncomfortable. 
and for you to break through, you have to do a lot of sacrificing. So with a lot of these relationships and, and friendships in particular, it feels like, but the, the relationship is so dope. The friendship is so dope. I love this person so much. And, you know, I can't imagine life without this bond. That thing fades with time. You're not necessarily supposed to have that bond and that type of relationship forever because it doesn't match up with everything else that you're trying to do with your life and the trajectory of your life. And so, I mean, we need to, to appreciate those people. But another thing that I liked that you said was the fact that if, if the relationship or the friendship ends in us falling out and there's not enough that's done to get to resolution. And I have to personally make myself okay. I have to counsel myself. I have to work through it myself without you. Then absolutely, I never want to hear it from you. You know what I mean? Like I never necessarily want the conversation to come from you. Like I don't want to have that conversation two years later. If you weren't willing to have the conversation at the point of or around the point of whatever it is that you the didn't see it was, worthy of salvaging in that then moment. don't 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 come to yeah. me with that energy don't come to me with that old 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 conversation i'm not there i've moved on and the crazy thing is when you've moved on it's only that that person as you just said the, the person on the other end it's like they feel it. They feel you moving on from that energy that's kind of had you in a lock together, entangling you on that, on that quantum space. They feel you leave them there. And then that's when they want to come back and say, hey, but, you know, we still need to have this conversation. You know what I mean? And it has happened recently, that exact situation where you are completely over something. Somebody comes back because they feel like, now, only years after, are they ready to talk about it? And that conversation was still beneficial to you, even though you were okay and you never needed that person to come back. You know what I'm saying? So it's still, again, it's still a form of suppression if you cannot have the resolution that you need with the next person who's in a relationship. However... It's not necessarily a harmful level of suppression. It's a suppression that you can literally live the rest of your life with. But when that person eventually comes back, even if you're over it or you've suppressed it successfully, it still does something to relieve you at the moment that it does get whatever resolution it does, even if it doesn't feel like justice was done to you necessarily. Yeah. With that being the case, people, congratulations. You have made it to the end. I hope that this conversation did something for somebody. I hope that there's, you know, bits and elements that you can apply to your relationships, to your experiences. And if you have certain examples that you can give us in the comment section, by all means, I encourage open conversation and discussing and sharing in the comment section if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening and of course as always thank you to my partner soms you want to say something to the people thank you for having me thank you for having me
Don't forget to like and share this podcast on all of your platforms, particularly with people that you feel could benefit from it. And with that said, thank you for the support. Bye.